But then the London incident, we just got stopped and it was so sudden, it all happened so fast. We got stopped and then they put handcuffs on me. And like, I was so, I was so traumatized. I was so traumatized. And like they, they, for me, like they put it like this and like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't literally mm. do anything. And they had no right to do any of that. Like I wasn't arrested. It was just a stop and search. everybody happy friday welcome to another episode of candid sharon this week's episode is one of those guest episodes which means that there will be no black mirror segment if you're a fan then that's sad news but if you're not this is great news however this means that i do get to do something even better than talk about black mirror which is to introduce you to a wonderful human being now this week's episode marks the start of a series that i will call family matters the family matters series of episodes will be sporadic so they'll pop up on random weeks and i will have at least one family member of mine as a guest on each of these episodes so My first Family Matters guest is my cousin, my brother, my friend, my tweenie, and my Sekuru, according to Ashana culture, all wrapped up in one, and his name is Tawonga Roy. Tawonga and I are really great friends, and I'll say more about him at the start of our conversation. In this episode, we discuss everything from moving from Zimbabwe to the diaspora, police brutality on this side of the world, Shona culture, including the topic of Rora, aka Bride Price, and we also share some stories from when we were growing up. Full disclosure, this has been my favorite episode to date, and I hope you will enjoy it even just half as much as I do. If you're a visual person, there is a YouTube version of today's episode, and that's up on the YouTube channel. So that's Candid Sharon with Queen Joy, and the link to that is in the show notes. With that said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Happy listening. Put a bandana on. Seems so to be having you. a good time. Alright, we'll pretend as if we don't see good girl. Wait, what? Yeah. We'll pretend <laughs> as if we don't see good on our girl. Are you serious? <laughs> you can, you can you actually can you actually see though? I mean, it's okay. Also, the lighting is a bit dark, but it's fine. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, that light in the back doesn't help. Good. Okay. <laughs> there you go. that's, yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm yeah? great. You know, just out here, you know, hustling. Uh-huh. You know, for, for the family. You know, that's what we do everything for, you know. Hustling for the family. Aye. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm different now. I'm, uh-huh. I'm just trying to... Slowly, I know, I know I'm not a person like, especially when it comes to communication. Yeah. But slowly, I'm just trying, you know, like one by one, you know, like especially like everyone in the family, you know. So I'm just trying like one by one and just have the best relationship possible. So 
yeah. yeah everyone in the family like pumba kwedo yeah okay <laughs> sweet yeah. that's lovely man so i told you earlier on that i kind of wanted us to just like do like a chill just chats with yeah. you and so let me do like a little introduction of yeah. you and then you can add some stuff okay so i don't know what i should say like tavonga is or or i should say you are <laughs> <laughs> i be I'll, I'll let me say like tawonga you want me to call you tawonga or roy uh tawonga okay so yeah everyone welcome to another episode of candid sharing i am your host queen joy and mm. i will be your host today and every other day and today i am joined by my what in english we call cousin <laughs> um <laughs> Who's Tawonga? Tawonga is my cousin and he's my twinny because we are only five days apart. I am older than him by five days. Let the record state, I am older than Tawonga. <laughs> Raw. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, we grew up together in Zim. And then in 20, when did you leave Zim, Tawonga? Was it 2016 or 2017? Uh, yeah, 2016. 2016, yeah. So we both left Zim in 2016. to go for school to go for college slash university in the UK I went over to the US for college and Tavo you went over to the UK for university mm-hmm. yeah and now we're here four years later yeah. and Tavo's grinding up to get his master's yeah yeah and I uh, just finished my bachelor's and I'm just working <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome, dude. Welcome to Candid Sharon. Oh, happy to be here, honestly. Yeah. Here. Dude, okay. So I guess, yeah, I just wanted to talk a bit about what that transition was like for you moving from, you know, Sim. And I think I remember, if I remember correctly, like your stuff kind of happened fast, right? Like towards the end with you, like moving. Am I wrong? I yeah, could be I mean, very what, wrong what, right now. What do you now. mean like fast? Like the process, it, well, I was still in Sim. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, it was a bit of a, it, it took quite some time because, like, you know, the whole um, personal statement process. Um, but it, it wasn't long, though. Like, it, it wasn't long. Like, I started the application, I think, initially in April. Okay. Then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, like, a couple of things, like, I had to do, like, the test, like, the IELTS test. Uh-huh. Like, I guess maybe like like the agency that that helped us um that that helped me to come to come to the UK like they 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 could have like let me know well in advance so that maybe we could have done like uh, we couldn't have done like last minute because yeah it, it was a bit last minute because as soon as like I got like my visa like I was literally just about to start uni so it could have done it could, could have been done you know earlier but yeah we made it yeah so couldn't be so what time when, when did you leave them was it like September Yeah, September the 12th. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, because I remember you left soon after I left, but I know you were there. You were still in Zim when I left. I was actually just looking today. I was clearing my iCloud pictures and yeah. I was looking at some pictures from the day that I left and we were all at the airport in Arare. Yeah. That was sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's awesome. And how was that for you? How was that transition? It was it was very emotional. It was very emotional like and I had like a lot of mixed feelings. like not mixed feelings as in like there were like bad feeling it w- it was just surreal like mm. the way it happened it was like so fast 
and like the kind of person that I am, like I, I, I'm always like neutral. I, I like not to, I, I prefer myself not to get too excited when it comes to like situations that, you know, they're like, you know, could go left. And I was like, like, you know, considering like what happened before. So I was like, I don't want to get my hopes too high. I don't want to spread it, you know, like spread the word and then boom, you know. That, right. You know, so for, so for context, you'd like gone through the whole trying to go to the UK process and it had not yeah. worked out okay yeah before. so we're, we're, so during the whole process like i kept it low but then at the same time i was like okay if i go like i'm gonna i'm gonna leave my sister so mm. it was yeah it was bit, yeah and like it's the whole because ever since i came to the uk i only saw her once mm. like, when I, like when i went back for um for peace's for wedding. wedding yeah yeah and you know it was good and i only saw her for a week though because like around the time that i came um it it was almost like when like when schools were about to open and she's in boarding school so i literally had a week to see her yeah um, and luckily enough you know it, it was during the holidays like the wedding so you know yeah. a lot of memories that day um and then when i came i remember like literally like when i was saying bye to everyone at the airport um after after i'm chatting peace after peace's wedding uh oh, this is like no, when no, you were initially um, leaving yeah okay and like when i'm hung up for like you know where they like check for like ask you for your passport yeah. like, like i shed tears like no one saw it though because no. i was i was beyond no. i was like raw so now i'm in no man's land yeah and i can't go back like like the door won't even open even if you try um so i was like I, it's like i want to give them like one last hug like over and over again whilst i'm still yeah. going you know it's not, it's not it's not realistic so yeah I, I was really emotional but then i was like i'm going to build my life and my career yeah. And like, you know, the UK is a land of opportunities and there's a lot of things that I experienced in the UK and a lot of skills that I gained. Mm. And, I, I, and I gained a qualification as well. And I'm getting like, I'm, I'm trying to reinforce my, my first qualification as well, like with, with this master's that I'm pursuing. Yeah. And it's the transition as well. Like, I, I'm so glad, like, I'm like, there are some people like who don't have like family in, in, in in a foreign country like yeah. yourself and I, I can't imagine like what it must have been like for you and for me it was a bit easier like the transition because i had familiar faces yeah and it's not like the family that i have in the in, in the uk like they never visited so it's like i'm meeting them for the first time now because mm. you know, they mm. used to come they used to come visit and so we had we had like an established relationship prior. Yeah. so it, it was easier and you know just having family you know someone who looks out for you like my brother show um it's you know like he was always looking out for me and mm. like just giving me like tips and like like just how any because he knew the kind of person that i am he tailored like like the guidance to the kind of person that i am to my character yeah. and, oh you know if you want to do this you know you should go to do this route don't do that you know um if you, if you want to do this or you know, like if you want to do that make sure you do this or you know so it was a bit easier so like even like when i got there like in the in the first month like um she was like oh like like, like sometimes when he'll drive me we're just driving around like he'll play like music and that and in zim like we don't we're not really exposed to uk music you know it's usually like us like we're influenced by us, yeah. US artists so i had like an american accent and in the room salad, you know. Don't so, Zimbabwe an American <laughs> accent. I know, right? You know, it, it was a, 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 slash, a Zim slash American accent, you know, like a wannabe. Because <laughs> in the room salad, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> and I guess I am still a salad, you know, at heart. I 
<laughs> yeah, so he hooked me up to a lot of UK music so that I don't sound fresh, basically. Like, a freshie is someone, like, who just came into the UK. So you can uh-huh. tell, like, they're fresh. Their freshness from the way they dress and the way they carry themselves, and especially their accent. Uh-huh. And because, like, I had like I had a very well upbringing, like I, 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 like I used to... like. In, in, in our environment, like, we used to speak English with you a lot. And mm-hmm. it, it helped, you know, it, it helped, you know, in, in terms of my eloquency, in terms of speaking English. Mm. Like, I, my written English was good, but my, spoke, my spoken English, like, would have done, like, w- would have been far less um, eloquent if, if I didn't speak it on a regular. Because you guys motivated yeah. me. You guys were, you were not, like, my wannabe salad. You guys were the salads, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So like it, it, you guys for 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 you like for you, Marty, I don't know like you know and like and like Chido like like you guys uh, like had what am I gonna say like you guys like had the salad in you. I was trying to get this shit. Do you know what I'm saying? It came natural. Like you guys were just yourselves, and for me, I was trying to fit in an environment. Mm. So like I was like so I would try like copy like the US. Um, lifestyle basically because mm. that's what i used to look up to and it helped because we saw like the one like like I, a lot of people like when i when i was in high school they used to think like like i'm bougie like no vital like no mm. I, for me i had like a vision like because like i i went like um to uh, uh for my a levels i went to um like, like second one high like mm. it's it's really like it's not like overpopulated but it's a lot of people it's got a lot of character and I had a really great experience, but then, you know, the environment, it was, you know, it's a high density area. So mm. the people there, like, they're not, like, majority of the people, they're not, like, inclined to learn English because, like, I guess, like, maybe their, their vision doesn't go as far as trying to think, like, if I, like, what are the skills, like, what do I gain from speaking eloquently in English? And for me, I was like, I don't care. Like, I might become a news reporter. I had those kind of dreams. Hmm. So I was like, if I'm going to do that, then I have to learn English now. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And hmm. that because I had this other mentality, I'm like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to be in the spotlight. So hmm. I have to make sure that I don't, I don't get sequadet. Do you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when show was too, were like hooking me up to UK music, I, I was learning like, the language, the lingo, the slang, and mm-hmm. the accent. And I picked it up quick because I didn't really struggle in terms of speaking in English. Mm-hmm. But for others, for other people, for other international students, I can't say the same. And like a lot of people be like, when I would tell them like I'm an international student, they wouldn't believe me. And sometimes it's probably because of arrogance, because it's ignorance, because they think like in, like in Africa, yeah. we don't speak English. Like, why you speak English in Africa? Mm. Like, and for me, like for me in my head, I'm like, you guys are so ignorant. Like, you know, just you just educate yourself. And like, they're like, you, you don't sound like international. I'm like, what is an international student supposed to sound like? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I was just brought up well and I trained myself, I guess, you know, in some aspects. So it was better for me because I wasn't alienated hmm. um, as much because a lot of people think like I'm cool. You know, like, yeah. oh, he's a, he's a cool. You are cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, 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 was, it was a boost for me 
like just having to learn you know english like prior to coming to the uk and yeah. I, I, I never dreamt of like i dreamt of coming to the uk but after the first uh, after the first failed attempt like i was like oh, you know what i could just you know use my skills in the in, in the uk in in, in zoom anyway. mm-hmm. so and like time wise like when i started getting to know people and i was getting comfortable and other people were getting comfortable enough to introduce me to their other friends like it was it was really good but then at the same time like there were some other people who had like a bad influence hmm. and you know i started seeing myself hanging around the wrong people and then i made some bad decisions sometimes but you know i'm i bounced back you know i'm like you know i have to remember like where i'm hmm. coming from like okay you know i've, I've got a mission I, I came here you know for for this reason like yeah but you know yeah. um yeah it was it was a good transition for me personally because um I don't, I don't know like i'm just good with yeah. people like yeah. i'm a people person like, i think you I, definitely I, are i think you bring up a lot of like very interesting things right so i think for one you spoke about when you were leaving at the airport right and you'd gone past passport control and you kind of like yeah. shed a, a tear right because of that and i'm thinking back to my own experience which was like i was so excited to be going to school and to be going to the US for the first mm-hmm. time. Like I'd never left the continent. I hadn't been like on a plane since I'm trying to think like, I think for 10 years, just like stuff like that. Like it was like, it had been, it was a huge experience for me. And so I was so excited and it never really hit me that like people might actually be sad that I'm leaving <laughs> until the day off. And we were still at our house after in Harare and, who were like praying, you know, at the end, you know how the family is, you know, you pray before someone travels and we're singing. And then like, we're all just like hugging each other as we're like about to leave the house. And she just started crying. And that's when it hit me. She was my older sister. And that's when it hit me like, wow, people might actually be sad that I'm leaving because in the entire time it was just for me, it was nothing but excitement, right? It was just good times, good times. Joy's leaving. Joy's going to do her thing. Um, <laughs> But I think a part of it is also, you mentioned that like, you know, there's people, it it makes a difference if you have people who you're going to be with, right? Because for me, I was coming to a place where I didn't have family here. I think maybe at some point they did try to put me in touch with a cousin of his who lives in Chicago, but then, and actually I run like funny enough that year I visited Chicago, but he wasn't, we weren't able to link up unfortunately when I was there or um Tendai like my brother's wife Peace's wife has a sister who lives in New York and I've actually been to her house before and we've kind of hung out but these were all like first time connections that I was trying to make you know people I hadn't met before but honestly it hasn't been so bad at least for me even even coming here without family I think part of it is because of the way that the U.S. college system is set up the sense that like you're supposed to find like a community inside your inside your college and your college is supposed to be like home. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be where you have a whole life. So I think my transition has been like kind of was easy. I mean, it was four years ago because of that. But then also I wanted to say, you said Gujarani, like, you know, you were trying to put on chisala. <laughs> and I yeah. think in many ways that's like, that actually helped, probably helped a lot with your transition, right? Because yes. I think just your personality in general, I think you, you, you assimilate very quickly into places, um, which was very different for me because I, even like when I was in high school, it just so happened that I, you know, I went to like Chikoroche Masala, you know, Arundel and stuff, but I never really considered myself to be 
like one of the, I was never part of the cool kids, even in high school, you know, I always kind of just like took the step back. I never really wanted to be a part of the cool kids. There's just something about that that I didn't really like enjoy, especially like in the context of like my high school, those kids were just so, wow, I don't want to bash on those kids. I'm going to stop. But I think to me, there was just a certain level of like pretentiousness that I didn't like about it. It just seemed like all the kids were just trying to like put on airs just so they can look good to the other kids who were there. And it wasn't really a matter of like, these people are being genuine about who they want to be or like what they aspire to be. It was just like people putting on airs just so they can like look good. And so in that sense, I was never really a cool kid. And then I came to Yale and I found my group of people who kind of like had similar mentalities to me and so I mean yeah the transition wasn't bad despite not having family here but I just want to say I really admire that you assimilate very quickly and very well into spaces I think that's just something that's always been true of you and continues to be true of you thank you but yeah I mean so another thing that I think is difficult to gloss over when you talk about like moving to the diaspora is the issue of being black and you know like in zim um zim is like what i think we're like nine a 99 percent black country <laughs> and yeah. so like anytime you're in a space with the people who you notice in the room are the people who are not black as opposed to the people who are black which is the case on this side of the world you know like we are the exception when we're in these spaces and so i was wondering what your experience with that has been like what your experience of um, race has been like in the U- in the UK, especially like in light of the fact that like you're a black man specifically, right? And we've had all these protests happening like earlier on in June, there was the whole George Floyd stuff happening this side. And I know those protests were literally international, including the UK. And I know our family doesn't really talk much about this stuff because again, we're a Zimbabwean family, like we're just used to being around other black people. But at that time, I remember talking to like Obi, who's like one of our cousin's husband. And he was like, kind of like bringing up the stuff of George Floyd, which was like new, right? Even my Shami was was bringing up this whole issue of like race, just it was such a volatile time um, Mm -hmm. regarding issues of race. And yeah, I was just just curious what your experiences of being a black man has been like on this side of the world. Um, On this side of the world, I would, uh, in terms of race, I've had, like, it's, I've had, like, minimal, like, level of experience, like, in terms of racism mm. towards myself, mm-hmm. but I have spectated, like, and, and, like, witnessed, like, you know, some, some form of racism. Oh, actually, I remember, there was this one time last year, um, I went to, carn- I went to carnival with my best friend, um, divine and um one of shows groomsmen um nakurai um mm, sure mm. Yeah. and you know we're just having good times we're just walking about you know it's hot you know and you know i was doing gym so i had my shirt off you know just vibes <laughs> pure vibes and then and like you know it's packed it's london carnival mm. it's so packed and then they're just we're just walking it's three of us and you know you know we, we're just vibing and then we got stopped by the police like three black guys, three black mm. guys right here. Because like none of us are actually like, like like that tall. Like I'm not that tall. Like I'm like five ten, and we 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 don't seem like a threat. We didn't seem like a threat even then. Like when we got stopped, but then it the way they did it, like it really like I saw my life flash right before my eyes. Yeah. 
Like we just got stopped and we're like, oh yeah, we just stop and search. I've been stopped and searched before, before that. And it wasn't as intense as that experience that I had at Carnival. Like, the, like when, it, when I got stopped prior, it was because there was actually a crime that had happened like just recently and I was coming from work and they're like, oh yeah, and they explained everything. Like right. you would have different, like not all police are the same. Like not all police like are brutal or, or racist. The ones that I encountered the first time, they were quite, they, they were so nice. They're like, yeah, the reason is there's been a stabbing in the area. So we, we, we haven't apprehended the suspect yet. So we're just looking, like we were just trying to search for, you know, like you got a bag, we're just trying to see like if you got a weapon like that would match like, and they're like, it's nothing, it's nothing serious. Like is they explain like the procedure, like our right. section, blah, blah, blah. Are you okay for us to, um, you know, to search you? Right. It was calm, like it was blessed. And I'm like, Okay, you know, I don't understand why people say, you know, like, um, like you know, r- like racial, racial. I was like, you know, maybe you know there are some people, but for me at that time, it put it put like for me faith in, you know, in in, in the justice system, in, in, in the police. I'm like, you know, they're actually not not all bad. But then the London incident, we just got stopped and it was so sudden. All whole happened so fast. We got stopped and then they put handcuffs on me. And like I was so I was so traumatized. I was so mm. traumatized. And like they they for me like they put it like this, and like I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't literally mm. do anything. And they had no right to do any of that. Like I wasn't arrested. It was just a stop and search. And quite frankly, because I've had a previous stop and search experience, it was you know I, I expect the same level of you know dignity like for, mm. for myself like carry. And they just us like animals they treated us like and it was it was very traumatizing you know that experience and like all of my friends like we, we all got cuffed and you know they searched you know my, my bags and they're asking for me i'm like you guys don't even have a reason and like my, my Nakarai, he's he's quite you know like illiterate when it comes to um to the law stuff and the rights they're like oh no and, and then he stood up and then he he got out first of the cuffs and then he tried to speak uh with um with the other police um police officers that were there and you know so he yeah, knows but, more about like law stuff. Yeah. So you know, they're like, it was crazy, man. It was actually crazy. Like, they, like they're like, uh, they're asking me like my details. I'm like, why? I'm having fun. Do you know, like I was actually yeah. having a good time. They ruined the day for me, bro. Yeah. They ruined. I wish I could just take it back here. Like I, I was meant to have fun. They ruined yeah. the day. For me. Like the day was just so cloudy for me. It was hot, but it was cloudy in my mind. So, I, I would say like. It's a, it, it depends, you know, like it's, it's a risky situation because you actually never know like what your encounter with the police is going to be like, yeah. um, like whether it's going to be good or bad because the first one was good, like 10, 10, second yeah. one, one out of 10. Like, yeah. like, like it was just like, there was like about 10, 13 police officers getting up from three boys. Like, come on, man. It's just, it's just, and, and what I was gonna die. they almost put me down. I'm like, Raw. And, and at what point did they like let you guys go? I think like we got stopped for like, I think maybe like ten minutes. And like, and you, and you so were handcuffed long. during this whole time. Yeah, it, it it felt like longer than ten minutes. It felt longer mm. than, because like they they like they handcuffed me like so tight, and mm. like I was feeling uncomfortable, and I was like, mm. can you please like make it a bit loose here? Like I'm not trying to resist anything. Yeah. But, and then they were. For for them it was like oh this guy you know, was 
they're like, oh no, you need to be resisting. I'm like, yo, mm. I ain't even like that. But anyways, that was just one of the police side of things. But um, I've had like a couple of, I've only had like one lecturer in my university who was, I'd say, you know, like he, like she had like a bit of favoritism towards um towards Caucasian um students. Mm. Like they would all they would, like all the Caucasian students, they would all get, you know, high marks. Like and for everyone else, they mm. would all like really low marks. And it was it was it was apparent. That's and crazy. the sad thing is, you know, that the, the lady was um she was my lecturer in the first year and second year. Third year, I didn't have her. And they also had her for my masters um, in the first uh, first trimester, and I had low marks for all of them. Like literally, all um, all my friends um, who are um, more international student and not Caucasian, they had the same experience as well. And it was just like, okay, you know, we just have to pull up our socks. Mm. You can't you know can't please everyone. You know, it, it is what it is. They're the head of the course, literally. Like, they are the head. So you, who are you going to complain to? you know mm. so and if you do that to the director of studies it will, it will just get just get things messy because that's yeah. their end of the course so it would really be messy so i was like you know what well, let's just leave it mm. uh, other than that i never really had like bad experiences like around the train or, or like walking in the streets it was always good vibes and yeah. the fact that um like you know there's a there's a, an acs um a society like in in um in the UK um universities, mm. like I'm, I'm not sure if if if, if you have them like the Afro Caribbean Society, and you know it's just mostly like like Af- is that like a, a thing across multiple universities? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So so it helped it helped a lot, and funny enough, like my university is like Zim Central, really? UK <laughs> is Zim Central. <laughs> I don't even know. If- <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like you can you find Zimbabweans everywhere like we are everywhere like yeah. there's no place there's no city that i've been that there's no zimbabweans and like if i wow. stay for at least two days in that city i would meet a zimbabwean definitely That's and like and you can just hear them like speak on the phone i'm like you know it's 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 good and it helped me feel at home because yeah. like, i didn't feel alone um like in my university especially my university bro like mm. Like there's a lot of Zimbabweans. There's a lot yeah. of Zimbabweans, and I was just friends with them, and yeah. I was like, you know, I'm not trying to impress anyone, you know. So the whole salary thing, it it like 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 reversed because mm. a lot of people in the UK, like if you're Zimbabwean, like they they value the fact that you speak, you know, like your native language. Yeah, and I could speak it fluently. It's not like I I learned English neglecting and then yeah yeah because you know that was my environment so i had the best of both worlds i had i I could speak both languages eloquently so a lot of people admire that like you speak like very eloquently like your english like i can speak deep sean right like uh like you know i was like like, like, yeah or like you know Like, what is that? I'm like, yo, it's ringing your phone. <laughs> you know? And it's very entertaining because, like, if you know Deep Shauna, like, a lot of people, like, um, are more drawn towards you. And it's, it's like, oh, I want to learn more. Like, it, mm. it sounds bougie. But when mm. you're in Zim, it doesn't, it doesn't look like that. Like, yeah. you, you look like an outcast because a lot of people, they, they just want to learn, like, just the normal, just the normal Shauna. 
and they want to like maybe progress into into english right. so that they can be more um be more out there you know yeah. because if if you are Mm. If, if, if your like basic like vocabulary is in deep shana is like deep deep like kureketa and like if you're mm. deep like that or like you don't even say it right you say mpunga i don't even say that but like, if, <laughs> if, if you're like that yeah then yeah. It, a lot of people like look down on you they're like oh you know yeah. like, like and for me i've I've never really cared about people's opinions. Yeah. And the way I just did it, like in Zim, like it, it was fun for me. I'm like, yeah. I'm putting my Shona um, uh, skills into practice. And like I had a D in Shona. I, I feel Shona. But he was a D, not a U. You know? <laughs> you know it, it, D, it showed... degrees. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, it, I, at least I knew something because the U is ungraded, you know, it's just bad. Yeah. So, I, 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 I was quite confident, and when I spoke like that deep shana here, a lot of people appreciated it, mm. and especially like the older generations, they're like you know mananetika like mm. like they they stick to their roots, and it's it, like they're proper patriotic because like if, if and I've, I've had two people like two colleagues university colleagues who came to to the UK while they were two years old, mm. both of them came to the UK when they were two two years old. And they, and basically, when you're in the UK, you don't have like you don't get taught like to speak Shona or to write right. Shona, to read Shona. But the other person seemed so coconutty. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, black on the outside, but very white on the inside. Like yeah, like they had total no regard for for their culture. Like they were right. not connected. And, and like and he was like, oh, I can't speak Shona. I came here when I was two. And mm. literally, someone who lives like in the next flat, like. Mm. She came here when she was two, but her shona was a mashed. I could say it was better than me. Like she mm. could speak it proper. Like if she was yeah. speaking, it was pure. And I was like, you know, it's, I, I would like like to hang out with those people more. And I'm sure, like the other person who doesn't really speak shona, like they had a lot of friends. Mm. But in my opinion, um, it, it wasn't like my ideal sense of like identity because it, you know, like embracing your identity. But I guess yeah. you know, people, people are different. So yeah. I think yeah, I, I, I totally hear that. I think when you were talking about the incident that you had at Carnival, I remember you called me maybe a couple of days afterwards. Last year, yeah. I don't I don't know if you remember the call, but I was just like that really just like made me so upset. Cause I was like, you know, a lot of times these things seem very distant, you know, it's like they happen to other people. You're very aware of them. Like the fact that, you know, you said you've been stopped a couple of times, you know, but it wasn't a, like a rough interaction or anything, yeah. but odds are you have been stopped more than like the average white person has. But you know, in those kind of instances, you're kind of like, well, you know, at least nothing violent or nothing bad came out of those police interactions. But then when mm -hmm. stuff like that happens, it's kind of like, whoa, this affects, you know, the people that you love. This affects yeah, you, it affects yeah. me, you know, and it's like, remember that made me so upset when you shared that story with me. Um, but yeah, and then you mentioned that when you're talking about the whole Shauna thing, that is yeah. such a real thing. And I think maybe, honestly, maybe one of the things that put me off about like the cool kids when I was in high school is there was this sort of like, because in Indy, I came from uh, like a government, Conway wasn't a government school, but 
honestly, if we're being honest, it falls under the category of government school. Right? <laughs> um, it's just maybe more expensive for no reason, but it's honestly a government school. And I, that's where I came from. And honestly, the people that I befriended in high school, like when you think of Ropa, Teresa, Asia, they were all coming from similar schools. They were all coming from government schools. Now, everyone else around us was coming from private primary schools. So there are people who you know, most of the time they were speaking in English when they were at school. And even at home, they're usually just speaking with, in English to their parents. And so their Shona is either like non-existent mm. or it's very broken and they're proud of it. They're proud of like that and they don't really care. And I remember like, because this is a private school, none of us did Shona for all levels. And so all our Shona lessons, people really didn't take them seriously. Remember, me and Teresa were like top of our Shauna classes and we were so proud of the fact that we were so good at Shauna. But like, it seemed like no one really like gave. No one really cared that their Shauna grade was bad or good. I remember people would laugh about the fact that for their Zimsek, they had like seven units in Shauna. You know, the more units you have, the, the worse it becomes. <laughs> and the, the yeah. <laughs> it is nine and the lowest you can get is one. And people were so proud of the fact that they had seven units in Shauna. And that used to baffle me so much. And I think... When I came, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to stay away from the cool kids, because to me, it was just like, you guys aren't, don't seem to particularly be proud of who you are. You're like, just like aspiring to be someone else without taking any pride at all in who you actually are. And then when I came to the U.S. and realized that, no, it's so real. Like, when I got here, Yale is such an international community. Like, you have people coming from literally all over the world just to be here, like, I mean, 12% of the student body is international, but even more is like families of like immigrants and very few, like, I think we have approximately, I think the college is like 47% white. And so like people are coming from various like backgrounds and like races and ethnicities and everything. And when you get here and you're coming from like Zimbabwe and you get here and you seem to know more about American culture and know more about America than you do about your own country, it doesn't look good. And now you have like nothing to stand on, right? Because all the Americans will always know more about America than you do. And they're gonna ask you, what do you know about your country? And you know nothing about your country, you don't know anything about your culture. It just doesn't look good. And it's, you realize that like, and I think for a lot of people maybe, I don't, I, I can't say I've seen this or experienced it among my friends here, but I would imagine that if you were to come into a community like this and you're someone who's kind of like been actively and happily denying your culture all along, you end up with this sort of like big culture-sized gap where you're like, I don't fully belong here, but I actively chose not to belong where I actually belong. So mm -hmm. where, where do I go? So yeah, I, I, really, I really hear the Shauna thing. It's such a real thing. I really think that kids growing up in the diaspora should, you know, by all means, try to learn Shana um, or whatever their own language is, because at the end of the day, those are their people, you know, as much yeah. as we can learn English and stuff. There's one part of speaking in Shana in a foreign country. I know! <laughs> Like, you don't understand. Like, all my friends, like, most of my friends, I say 90% of my friends, they're from Zim and they speak Shana like really good. And like, I like talking about people. Like, like I know it's a bad trait. I know the Bible. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't say they say don't gossip, but hey, you know, it's, it's just so fun. Yeah. It makes life more interesting. Yeah. Like, you could talk like, not like I'm bad mouthing anyone, like, yeah. like, oh, like mm, or like any racist remarks or like sexist yeah. remarks. No. 
it's just like basically like just talking about some something silly. Yeah, and exactly. It, it teaches people to mind their own business. Like people are, yeah. Like, you're not letting them like into your business. But if you're yeah. speaking in English, if you're just like anyone else, you can't really speak loud because, like, or or or, or like about sensitive matters. Yeah. Or slightly sensitive matters in public because yeah. you know you're you're in public and people understand you. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're with your people and you're just speaking in like, and you say something, you know, it's proper jokes because you're, it's like you're alienating yourselves mm. whilst, like, like in, 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 in that community, you know, like in, in a bad way. Yeah. Like you, like you have privacy. Like you're, in, exactly. You're creating like a little home for yourselves in a yes, place that's yes. not quite, I, I completely hear that, man. I understand that. And I, I really wish I had more Shauna speakers around me because sometimes, <laughs> Literally, I have one one girl, a friend of mine called Phyllis. She grew up in Zim as well, and she's like still in school. She's at Yale, and every time she comes, she comes over to visit. Like I feel like almost immediately, I'll just start throwing Shana phrases out without even realizing, just because she's there, and I am comfortable to speak as I naturally would, without taking regard of the fact that like people around me do or do not speak like the languages that I speak and then I'll randomly just say stuff in Shauna and then I'll realize oh shoot not everyone in this room speaks Shauna but Phyllis does and just because she's there I feel like this sort of like ease and comfort to just to just yeah. speak you know yeah and it's always nice to you know share some jokes I know right <laughs> among ourselves <laughs> it's just different it's just different exactly like and you know some things don't translate like some things yeah. just don't translate from English to Shona or from Shona to English or whatever language. And so it's always nice to have your people who speak your language. Um, okay, great. So I guess we could sort of like segue. I don't know if I have a smooth segue of this, but I did want to say, I think the main thing that I wanted to talk about was. So in, pre in a previous episode, I think the episode when I talked about corporal punishment, um, I alluded to like Shauna culture and the way that kind of works and how like Pachiman Richelu, like in Shauna culture, we don't have the word cousin. Yeah. That just doesn't exist. It's such like a distant term. Um, and even when you talk about like cousins, I think I've realized in English, people don't really care, at least on this side of the world, people don't really care much about their cousins. Which is the weirdest thing to me because, Tao, imagine. I can't, I can't I people, exactly. I can't, like, it do, to me, it doesn't make sense because let me, the way I see my cousins, the way I see you guys, and the way I see like, everyone is, like when our parents were growing up, they were siblings, right? Yeah. Um, yes, we can take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, okay. So what I was saying is, so the way I see this, it's like, you are an Alkoni towel, you've grown up and you are siblings, right? Like, you're, you are each other's like immediate family. Yeah. And then you have a child, and then Connie has a child. And all of a sudden, Connie's child feels like she has no relationship to your child. Like, Connie's child only wants to know her own siblings. What? Yeah. What about my mother? Well, like, what about Connie? Connie also cares about 
her siblings like why why are your own siblings more important than your your relationship with your own siblings more important than your parents relationships with their siblings right yeah. it's like i would be so crushed if you were to have kids and your kids didn't know my kids or my kids didn't know Chido's kids or Peace's kids that would like how that's ridiculous that's such a ridiculous idea to me it's like yes they're your cousins but okay context let's talk about this the way the shana culture works right is like as i mentioned earlier there's no there's no cousins right so you you and me is a little bit more complicated because (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) but okay so the way this works and you can help me out if i miss some things yeah right but if you have siblings of the same sex so two brothers or two sisters mm-hmm. when each of those brothers has a child those children consider each other like siblings yeah. like brother sister there's no there's no difference with that and if so tell if you were a girl and i was a girl right so we're the same sex and i, I mean i am a girl and we're the same sex then my kids would call your kids brother and sister and your kids would call my kids brother and sister mm-hmm. my kids would call you mama your yeah. kids would call me mama like they'll mm-hmm. call me mom our kids would call it like we would both be mother to these children right mm-hmm. similarly if i were a boy and you are a guy your kids would call me baba your kids would call me daddy and my kids would call you baba because you and me are essentially like one person. We're like siblings. Yeah. We're both like parents to our children. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the difference comes in when the situation is like we are right now, right? You're a guy and I'm a girl. And that's where it gets a little bit funny. Right. Do you want to like explain how that will work? Okay. So... You, you and me being like uh, siblings. Yeah, brother and, and sister, yeah. I would call your children, they will be like, they'll be like, wait, wait, wait. So you wait. are the guy. Yeah, I'm the guy. Your Traditionally, children, in English, um, you'd just be uncle, right? Yeah, I'll be the uncle. Yeah. And your kids would call me, wait, your kids are my nieces and nephews. Exactly. And your kids will call me uncle, right? Uh-huh. And then um, my kids, however, is a bit different. So for me, your kids, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, with, with the tete whole thing. So, yeah. so my kids would be uncle. My, yeah, so my, my son would be an uncle to you and to your kids. Um, Pause. <laughs> <laughs> you and me are siblings. Where? You and no, me no, no, are no. brother no, and no, sister. No. Just to your kids. Just to your kids. Yeah. But you. Okay, so now that. we're talking about my kids now. Uh, no, I'm talking about my kids now. Your kids. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so now my kids. Uh-huh. So if it's, if it's my son, because the sex is. The roles are different. Um, so if it's my son, then they will call you Tete, like auntie. Right? Exactly, yep, yep. Yeah. Tete, yeah. Yeah, and then for your kids, my, ki- my son would be uncle, like how I am to you. Sekoro, exactly. So my kids, which is a funny 
yeah, my kids would call Tawonga's kids, Tawonga's uncle. male kids, yeah, uncle, yeah. Which, although in English that would just normally be cousin, but in this yeah. case it would be uncle. Yeah. So, and it comes with a whole lot of like, like respect and all of that because yeah. it's. I don't know. It, I don't know why, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's 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 interesting. And then for my daughter, uh-huh. my daughter would still call you auntie or tete, uh-huh. but um, to your kids. Uh, my daughter would be your their mom, exactly. Their mother, basically, yeah, like, yeah. So, so, so in in essence, like for me, so like my, my kids, like it's so if I have one daughter and one son, uh-huh. it, in in regards to your children, my son would be the uncle, and my daughter would be the mom. Exactly. Which is very strange because, like, where's the correlation? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I think, actually, you know, as you're saying it right now, and I'm thinking, where's the correlation? I think it's mostly just because we're, like, a patriarchal society. Even though, like, the, the patriarchal culture, I know the word patriarchy has, like, bad connotations, but we are a patriarchal culture, right? And so a lot of respect is given to you and your kids because you are the male, I think. Because technically, if something were to happen, we're parents, we're like siblings, right? If something were to happen to our father, then you become the man of the house and you become the head of the house. Yeah. And your children, if something were to happen to you, I don't know, man, but let's just pretend as if your kids could take care (laughs) of me, who is like 40 years older than they are. Yeah. But actually, this like, there's like a perfect, because our relationship right now is a perfect um image of everything that you just described right so tawonga and i's parents are siblings um my mom and tawonga's dad my mom and your dad are siblings right yeah brother and sister and so i would call tawonga's dad sekuru which ironically also means grandfather but in this context is for uncle (laughs) so i would call tawonga's dad Sekuru. Similarly, Tawonga's dad's son, my cousin, my uncle's son, I call Sekuru as well. So Tawonga, even though we're the same age, I call him Sekuru culturally. I call him uncle. Mm-hmm. And then Tawonga's sister, Connie, I call her mama. I call her mom. Like we all call her mama Connie, even though she's like years younger than we all are. We call her mama Connie. And then Tawonga calls us Mm-hmm. which is like nieces and nephews but in shauna directly translates to <laughs> to grandchildren yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah so regardless of gender we regardless of our gender on like our side we call tawonga uncle and we call his sister mother regardless yeah all right and then i am tete you are you are explaining the situation actually no my mom is tethered to you guys. Yeah. Right? And as far as I know, so I've been learning a little, I don't know when I was learning about this, but I found out that Tete is technically, so Tete is your father's sister, basically. Mm-hmm. And Tete is supposed to be, you know, when you're thinking of getting, ugh, wow, Shana culture is so complicated because now I'm thinking there's also Lobola, Bride Price stuff, which you don't really do. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> I, if Tawonga's, if 
let's see. If Tamonga wanted to get married, I don't know if it works so much with the guys. Let's use Connie instead, your sister, right? So if, ta- if Connie wanted to get married, what she's supposed to do is she can't approach her father directly about mm-hmm. that. She's supposed to go to Tete. Tete, mm-hmm. who is her dad's sister. And yeah. dad's sister will go and, you know, because dad's sister has like a siblingly relationship with Connie's father, you know. So she can go and say, ah, your child has decided that she wants to get married to this boy and I'm presenting this case. But because there's like this distance between Connie and her father, again, patriarchal society, she can't go directly and do that. Her dad's sister has to be the one who goes and tells her dad that Connie, and Tete's supposed to be like a best friend, basically, the way that the culture is set up. And so she's supposed to be the one who teaches you how to be a proper woman. She's supposed to teach you how to cook and do all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, like, I'm a little scared to go into it because there's so much. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I want to like dig deeper. But yeah. Go, go deeper. I, I, I'm actually learning a few things because... Wait, really? <laughs> oh my gosh, look, I'm teaching you. <laughs> I, I didn't know <laughs> best friends. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so like Matipa, for example. Matipa is my brother's daughter. So mm-hmm. yeah. and the way it's supposed to be is Matipa and I are supposed to be best friends she's supposed to feel very comfortable to come and talk to me about stuff of course the mother also holds that role of like mother is supposed to be like a friend and stuff but Tete is supposed to be a friend in the sense of when she needs to approach her father then Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's supposed to be able to step in and be able to like mediate her relationship with her father it's weird because like now you know with western culture um like kids just have like normal relationships with their fathers and they can talk to their fathers directly. Or if you're scared, your mom can talk to your father directly. You don't need to go around this whole route. But traditionally, like there was always that respect slash fear between husband and wife that like the wife couldn't just go and tell things to the father. But as the sister, I could be able to, I was able to do that Um, because me and the father were siblings. But yes, so it's strange though, like, like the wife can't do that, like it's not the wife's role. Like, it's yeah. The it's you know it's, it, it's the tete's role. Like it's yeah. Like, yeah. That's my that's my daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I, like as a mother, like speaking as, as a mother, like it's I feel like it's supposed to be like my duty to bring like, yeah. such, you know to, to the father of my child, but yeah. But then we talk about like, and then you think about, you know, when we talk about um, Murora, which is like any female person being married into a family, like they're they're not particularly, they're not really a part of the family, but they are, but they're not really, they can always be sent back. But then like the relationship between siblings can't be severed. That relationship remains, you know? And so... I don't know. Yeah, it is a. It, it's like one of those things that I'm kind of glad we, we've kind of moved past, and like the culture still stands. Like Anana Tete is still Anana Tete, and yeah. Anasekura is still Anasekura, and all that stuff. But it's not as like callous or scare, scary or terrifying as it may sound right now. Um, describing it, and then I'm trying to think what else happens. So Iwewe, like your children would need to talk to Courtney if they wanted to get married. Yeah. 
and even that still stands till today. I know Chido went to Teta Gloria, my dad's sister, when she wanted to get married and told her that, like, you know, even though my dad already knew because, you know, Reggie had been coming to our house forever. <laughs> we all knew Chido and Reggie were going to get married, but, like, traditionally, you just, you know, you go through Anana Teta. So one day when I decide I'm, you know, getting ready, getting ready to get married, I will also go to Tete and say, Tete, I think I want to get married. And then Tete should know a lot about, like, Lobola practices and stuff. And so she'll be the one who will like help me out through a lot of that, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. And then there's the Kwasha. So like life is not just hard for like Farora, the female being married. Life is also hard for like the guys being married as well. But you know, we can all argue that it's easier for the guys, but that's a different story. <laughs> there's our Kwasha, right? When you get when you marry someone, then Akwasha have all this responsibility and they're essentially the muscle of the family. Whenever yeah. there's like a funeral of Akwasha, yes, Akwasha are the ones who dig graves where we come from. We don't hire grave diggers. But Akwasha will come and do that. And I, I don't know if you ever heard this story, Tawo, but Auntie, my nini Pamela, at least to me, not my nini Pamela. My nini is someone, she, she has her, her, she lives in South Africa. Yeah. And she married like a white man. And so he was the Mukwasha, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody passed away in Zem. And he, instead of coming, because he knew, if you go, you're going to have to go and dig a grave. So instead, he sent his like two year old son with his wife and was like, here's your Mukwasha. Hope he can help. I've sent my representative. <laughs> That is yeah. exciting, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so he dodged the whole thing. I think his little son is called Noah. It's like this little cute little baby. I've seen pictures of yeah, the child before. Yeah. But then, yeah, she lives, I think, mine in Monica, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, so fun stuff for the Mkwasha to do. And then, like, do you want to talk about Lobola and... Yeah. I, I keep saying Lobola. Lobola is like Tevela Tevrora. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is the same thing though. Like it's, 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 it's the same, it's the same, same concept. Like, country. Yeah. yeah. So but the whole, the whole Aurora thing though, it's it, with the whole Western society, it's, and um, with, uh, with the whole, with the movement of, you know, equal rights, you know, I'm all for it. Um, it's, it's it's a bit tricky. It's a bit Are tricky. Are you trying to dodge Kubadara Rora Taong? <laughs> I can see I can see no. where you're going. You're trying to not pay low I see you. No, 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 no. I'm with the whole equality <laughs> thing. I'm with the whole equality thing. But then at the same time, I think, you know, like um the female gender like needs more protection because reality is like we're we're not we're not the same, we're not built the same. Like even like by trying to define like the characteristics of the gender, like guys are called masculine and um, the females are called feminine. Like yeah, but that's from the term male and female. I. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. No, but I understand what you mean, though, in the sense that like we we are pushing for for um equality, but. Right now, like female, like women are still considerably more vulnerable to like yes. harm because of because our society is very like historically 
like I don't want to go into like a gender conversation, but like our society is historically like misogynistic and uh, women are very easily victimized. So yeah. And um, one of the other things here, yeah, I think, I feel like Aurora, because I've heard some other conversations, like I wouldn't be totally against the idea of banishing Aurora. I mean, in Zimbabwe, they've already done it. They're like, you know, it's like, you don't have to pay, you know, Aurora, you know, to, to get to married. To marry someone, yeah. The, the, what I'm, what I just, I thought just came to my mind. Um, mm. Like, and like when, like when, when, when there's like marital problems, Mm. And like you're both married, and the husband has paid the order. If the woman, if 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 the wife tries to go back to her house, mm. all the time like that order money is gone. It's a long mm. gone, and you don't do refunds. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because we, women, they're not products. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? I I don't believe in objectifying women. I, yeah. I believe respecting them, you know, as um with, with just as much respect that I would give, you know, my male counterparts. Mm. So. It, it, in terms of it's, it's it's a bit undignified that you could put a price on someone's life and say, oh, this is what you're worth. Not like it's not, 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 not what like, Rora is, though, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of, that's how it's sort of like been translated into. So from my understanding of Rora, I've heard a lot of like stories, a lot of different versions of what Rora was supposed to be. Like one of them is something like it was supposed to be like Tavo when you decide to get married, when you decide to marry someone, as a as sort of like an investment like you would take an investment to their family and say hold on to this wealth for me and then mm-hmm. after you guys have your first child they would return that wealth to you that's one version i've heard another mm-hmm. version is just that like which is what we told we we are we hear a lot these days it's just a token of appreciation to say to the girl's family thank you so much for raising this girl I think definitely it has become like commercialized from the time we started using like money and you know the white people British people came over and gave us money you know before it was an exchange of like cattle and livestock and stuff like that but now because of like actual having like cash money it it has become such a commercialized thing and I think you're right it has now tended to become more of like putting a price tag on someone you know, I, I honestly respect Rora and it's something that I think I definitely want done for me when I, just, when I decide to get married. So if, if my future husband, you're listening to this, you are going to pay bride price for me and no, you're not buying me. I will walk out of that bride price and you and I will still have equal rights. You may be down a couple of thousand dollars, but we will still have equal rights. And I respect Rora just because I, I, I respect tradition. You know, and I know, like, my family members are going to want to do that. Like, I know, and then I tell them, I'm very excited for the day that I, you know, get married and they get to come. And Rora is such, like, a fun process. Like, when Chinopaka Rora, for example, it was such a fun day. Like, we got to, like, chill, we laughed, you know, cook. It was such a fun day, and I don't want to miss out on that. But, yes, I think you're definitely right in the sense that it has become more commercialized and people are putting a price tag. Like, when the former president... Yeah. Um, daughter got married i think like the, her price the like her bride price was something along the like in the order of twenty thirty thousand dollars at that point you're just selling your child yeah yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't really fare well for you in terms of like marital issues like you're saying if we end up fighting imagine like fighting and thinking ah, 
difficult this person is treating me. I paid $25,000 for this person and this is how they're treating me. Like it might not be intentional, but it does end up bringing in a certain, a certain level of like transactionalism yeah. into like a marriage that is not good. And I know like a lot of times girls will complain to their parents that, oh, you're charging too much for my lobola or you're treating, you're not, you're like, yeah, you're charging my husband too much because then, you know, Tavo, if you and I are dating and my family is charging you too much for lobola, you're bound to come and complain to me and be like, huh, Joy, look what your family is doing. And then when that happens, I'll go to my dad and be like, Hajiji, look what you're doing. Actually, I'll go to Tete and be like, Tete, look what they're doing and Hajiji are charging too much for my lobola. I remember when my, when my Tete was talking to me about it, she said, you know, girls do that, but the truth of the matter is if during their bride price, the, like the girl's family charges the guy less, when you argue in your marriage, they're going to say, wow, that's why your parents made you so cheap because you're not worth anything. Yeah. And then if they charged you so much a lot, then they'll be like, wow, is this what I got charged so much for? You're not worth it. So mm-hmm. there's no winning. There's no win. Another scenario as well, like, like he would try to own you, like, and be like, oh, mm. like, I paid, I paid, I paid for you exactly. Well, better do this, or mm. you know, expect this because I paid for this. You know, mm. like, 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 I, I want um, return of my investment. I want, mm. I, I want my money's worth, basically. And it's exactly like objectifying women and like putting a sense of ownership you don't yeah. own it. it's yeah i don't want to use the s word you know but what's you the know, s word uh sla oh, <clears throat> like slavery <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it puts it puts like like a sense of ownership like i paid yeah. this you know like and and it's not it's not small money in any yeah. case like, yeah you know like i'd say like let's say uh like 10k like yeah. it's a lot of money it is a lot of money but i mean i will also say i think a part of it is i like i I, we're having this conversation and talking about all the like kind of downfalls and like the pitfalls of rora and bright price and in my heart i'm still like but i still wanted to get done and part of it is because like again as i mentioned i want to honor my culture second of all because i i know i'm empowered beyond that right like i would never stand for I don't care how much I love you or how smitten I am by you. I would never stand for a man who would even dare to say something along the lines of, but I paid for you to me. Like that would never fly with me. And I know I'm empowered enough to like stand beyond that. And I respect my culture, but not to the point of standing, not to the point of like sitting through that and just like smiling along. And let's see. I don't remember what else I wanted to say. Um, there's also another case, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm against, uh, the, the way, like, my arguments are set up, they mm. sound like they're against the other thing, uh, let the record show I'm not against it, you know, yeah. it's just a lot of things that, you know, that just come through my mind, like, when I just think about it, like, just try to make me a bit more aware of my surroundings, mm. like, in, in, in that case where, like, um, like, the work, like, you can't, you can't leave, like you, mm. as, as a wife, like you, you, you can't leave. Like you can't physically leave and then go back to your parents' yeah. house because your parents, by by the culture, it's like saying that the parents will say, You know, the money's gone, yeah. And another crazy thing that I heard recently, like Gupuru. Like, do you know the actual minimum amount of that you have to What's, pay? 
It's like the, the cultural divorce. Okay. Yeah. And it's just one P, bro. Seriously, like, you just need to like one pay one cent and... One cent, yeah. And then you... I'm like... That's the price that of divorce. Next level of disrespect. And that is paid by like the guy's family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so the guy has to pay like the girl one cent and be like, you have and to find so, a way. Yeah, wow. It's, it's... Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's dehumanizing, like mm-hmm. that, how that part of the culture is set up. It's 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 you know it it follows the prerogative, the, the, the patriarchy prerogative, and it's it's, yeah. it's it's sad because people, some people actually do that. Like like, yeah. I, I'm not sure, like I, I've heard about some stories where like someone was just rude to that point, and he and he did that. Yeah, wow, like you spent like a lot of years with that person. That's that's how you're gonna like. If it doesn't yeah. work, at least leave with like with some level of respect and dignity. Mm. Like, really good, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. I think I think okay, yeah. So I think this is really good because I, I I think we have like a good balance of like pro and f- against the yeah. whole stuff happening here. And so yeah, I think definitely there is a downside to it, which is like this feeling of like making a woman property. And part of it is, you know, when you said. It's like being sent away because bride price has been paid for you. Technically, that also means that like the children can stay behind, and the children are not yours. They technically belong to this, to the guy's family. So the guy could say, "Yeah." Like I paid for you. You've done your duty here was to come and have children. It's kind of like this. Like I'm paying for your services. Your services being taking care of the house and having children for my family so that our lineage can go on. But if I decide that I don't want to be with you anymore, I'm sending you back home. And you'll, like, sometimes, you know, guys will be like, I don't want the kids to take the kids with you, but that's completely up to them. They could just say, I want the kids. And culturally, because we're a patriarchal society, I mean, even if we're a matriarchal society, there's no, it's kind of like the kids have to go somewhere. But because we are a patriarchal society, the father can decide that these kids are mine and they have to stay with me. If we're a matriarchal society, the woman could decide, you know. And like we have matriarchal societies where women pay bride price, like I guess groom price. They call the word dowry for guys, and they could make that decision. Yeah. But I think for me, I also appreciate Lobola because uh, bride price is a good way of filtering. Filtering guys were not serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like to get to the point, like Taonga was saying, bride price is not like pocket change. It's something that you actually need to like save for, for months, for like a long time to plan for in the future and say, I've decided that I want to marry this person. You don't just elope and disappear because we're also like a very communal culture, we're communal people. You, mm-hmm. this individualistic view of like the West where you can just marry someone and live separate from the rest of your family. is just not a thing for us. Like we live in community. Um, and when you get married, another thing, like the other good thing about Rora is that it, it brings the two families together. Like when this bride price stuff is happening, it's like a day long event. Yeah. The guy's family members are there, lots of the guy's families, there are lots of the girl's families. Then at the end of the day, it's a celebration. It's a way of bringing the two families together. And yeah, I just love that it's a way of filtering out, filtering out people who are not serious. It's like we can play around and we can fool around for however long. But if I say, ah, I think let's get married. And you're not serious. You're not mm-hmm. going to fork out five, six thousand dollars 
just because you're here to play around. You need to be serious to be forking out that kind of money that you're not going to get back. And I think to be fair, it's not like the US, like the West doesn't have a similar sort of practice or tradition. Ours just happens to be that the money goes to the girl's family. On this side of the world, people do engagement rings. We don't have engagement rings on our side of the world. Like maybe that's like a Western culture that's starting to seep into where we're from, but that's never been a part of our culture, the whole engagement ring stuff, is you get bride price done. And traditionally that's it, you're married. We don't even have to do a wedding or stuff. But again, because of like Western culture that has infiltrated, a lot of people will now have like white weddings and stuff. And bride price isn't legally recognized under civil law. It is by under like, I think it's called cultural law or something. But you still need to go get like a court wedding yeah. signature in order to actually be verified as being married. But on this side of the world, people do engagement rings. And you know how much they say you should save up for an engagement ring? About three months worth of your salary. That's around about the same price as a as bright price. Hmm. So it's not like we're doing anything that's particularly like different out of the ordinary from what the West does. Maybe the money's just going directly to in this case it's like you're giving me a gift that's worth three months of your salary. In our case it's that you're giving my family a gift that's worth about three months of your salary, as opposed hmm. to giving it directly to me. So yeah. In defense of bride price. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting topic, though. It's a very interesting topic. I, like, personally, I can't wait, you know, for the whole experience. Yeah. I, I can't wait, you know, to, to, you know, to have that whole experience. Yeah. Something that, you know, I was thinking, like, oh, like for, from a young age, like, I, I want to experience it, you know. It's, it's an experience. Mm. And then, you know, after, you know, the bride price, you can start, like, um, organizing the wedding, you know. It's yeah. a whole it's like the a, whole family is just like so excited for you once you're done like bride once you're done with bride price stuff mm-hmm. so such good stuff yeah i, I I'm, I'm for it but uh-huh. because i've i've tried to educate myself and tried to do some research on it uh-huh. after you know that the whole process like you have to be very careful about what you say and what you do so that it doesn't affect your partner you know mm. because Mm. You, you might have paid, but then you don't own them. They're still a yeah. human being at the end of the day. Yeah. Their own opinions, and they can make their own decisions. Um, it's not like whatever you say goes. Like you, mm. have, you might be a breadwinner, but then they're, they're still a human being. They yeah. have right just as much as just as much as I do. Mm. So you have to give them that level of respect, and you have to have that fifty-fifty, you know, partnership level. Like it might not be the same, you know. I guess maybe financially or emotionally. But you know, but yeah, there has to be a balance. Yeah, there has, there has to be yeah. a balance. So, it, so that you know, you can you can have like um, a very fruitful um marriage. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, man, like I, yeah. I, can't I think I I feel very fortunate because around about the time when she know she knows she knows going through her bride price stuff, uh, my dad said to her which I'm sure also applies to me. I'll assume this also applies to me. He said to her, because, you know, like, the issue with bride prices, it's not just, like, your, your nuclear family who's involved, right? Like, your extended family, your uncles and da-da-da-da-da, and, like, uncles from ningi-ningi from there-there-there are also involved in all that process. And usually they're the ones who end up, like, shouting out for, like, ridiculous amounts of money because they have no investment in your relationship whatsoever. They're just here to, like, have a piece <laughs> of the cake. 
I remember Janelle was getting frustrated by that when her Aurora stuff was happening. And my dad was like, you know what? I will be the one who will negotiate with them and like talk to them and try to be more reasonable with them. And she was just so frustrated. She was like, I think at some point she said to my dad, you know, I'm thinking that maybe I just don't even want to do this Aurora stuff. And my dad was like, yeah. And you know, my dad is a man of the law. <laughs> my dad was like, you don't have to. It's completely like your choice if you decide that you don't want to do Rora, we don't have to do Rora by law and Zim, you don't have to do that. And I, that was such a freeing thing to hear because it's like, if I'm choosing to do Rora, it's my choice to do it. And it's not like I'm being forced to do it. But then he said that like, but if you decide that you're going to do it, we're going to do it right. We're not going to like cut out certain uncles and stuff because we don't want them to be involved. I will do my best to negotiate and talk to them and be reasonable with them. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And I appreciated that. But yes. Fun times on Shona Culture. Yeah. One day you'll be in Kwasha Tavo. And hey. I, I will question mark be in Aurora. <laughs> yes. We'll see about that. But yes, this has been a wonderful conversation. And I want to kind of like wrap up a little. Okay. And I guess I, maybe not so much wrap up, but I mentioned uh, like corporal punishment earlier on. And I was just wondering if we could go back to Tawonga was still naughty because we all know Tawonga is not naughty these days. Tawonga is like so well behaved. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're cute. We can go back to a time when Tawonga Panga Chiri, you know, Kalitu Raskal. <laughs> mm. Is there like a story that maybe you can think of when you got into trouble once? Um. <laughs> Yo. Are there two men who you are struggling to narrow down on one? Ah. Yeah, that's not magic. They're not good. <laughs> you know, give us one that you would be happy to have the world out there, you know, aware of. Okay, so. The world wide have, web is a wide web. Nakamboro, I'm before. The story is the Nakamboro, the ones that I got being for. Uh, I can't tell. I can't. I can't tell. Uh, eh, no. But then there's this one. Yeah, it's not the one that I didn't get get beaten for. I, I was expecting, you know, to proper get beaten. Uh huh. Um, you, you've heard about this a lot of times. Please. Um, I, I I'm like hoping it's this one specific story. Yes, it's the one. Basically, um, there was uh, a trip. Yes. I'm <laughs> so glad. <laughs> I love this story uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> there was a trip at school. I was in second grade. Um, Mrs. Gamanya was my teacher. Shout out to Miss Gamanya. She's my favorite teacher of all time. I love you, Mrs. Gamanya. Um, don't, and, don't a minute. Do you know the song called Manda Mombeshura? Ah, yeah. That's what I just thought of when you said, I love you, Mrs. Gamanya. <laughs> and I'm, I, I did my, my course with, with, with her daughter in the UK. Oh, really? What are the odds? That's crazy. I know, I know. Anyways, back to my story. Um, <laughs> there was a trip to go to the, um, to the, to the airport, and um, my, my, my parents couldn't afford it. Um, and it, it wasn't like everyone else was going. Like, only a select, like a, a select few were, were going, we're going to go to the trip. Like, like, like 50-50, like distribution in class. So it, you wouldn't feel bad, like, if, if, if you didn't go, like, it was calm. Mm. Me, I was like, I, 
I don't think I'm ever gonna like have an experience like that. Like I had been to the airport before, but then the whole like the, the main thing like with, with the trip was you actually get to fly like in an airplane and boy did i want to fly and i was like hey, if, you, if you, i was like in my head i'm like if, you, if, if these guys can't afford you know just for a trip i don't think i can go anywhere so i'm like you know put matters into my own hands you know and um on the day uh obviously my, i told my parents like i want to go to the trip um, and they told me they can't afford it. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's cool. You know, I had, you know, a lump in my throat, but it was calm. Um, and then my, my teacher, uh, Mrs. Gaman, she knew that I didn't pay. And, you know, I, on the day, like, so, uh, the person who was organizing the trip, they said, um, if you know you paid, uh, today's the day of the trip, let's go. You know, I'm like, did I pay? I'm like, Let's see how far I can go. <laughs> so honestly, like, Mrs. Gamayin was like, someone, did you pay? I'm like, yeah. Like, when? On Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> I was, yo, you, this is going to be so much fun. Um, and then I went, and then in the bus, I thought they were going to check the names. Then they're like, so everyone in here paid, yeah? Everyone was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Almost no one was going to say no. And then I, I went, and I didn't even have enough for lunch for you know from to sustain me at the trip because it wasn't part of the plan and obviously like but but they had like some snacks there but like they were not feeling uh went then the bus got to the airport had fun da, 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 da. didn't check any names or anything it was like wow oh, i'm like why didn't why didn't everyone else come through man because everything's in three and then come to the you know the point that everyone was waiting for to actually fly to get into get into the plane and, and fly <clears throat> um they had they started checking the names like to see you know so that people don't go in twice yeah not that like to check if people actually pay just okay. make sure that people don't go in twice and just wait your turn and then started checking names da, 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 da. and i even asked my friend um i think it was, his name was humphrey i'm like yo i'm the pins all i'm lame it'll be there you know like i, I want to get in the queue and they're like no he's like no wait for your turn I, I didn't want to tell him like, yo, I'm not on the list. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, ah, cool, cool, cool. And then I just went in the back of the line, like after Hamu, because Ham, Ham, Hamu was probably going to say like, he was probably going to snitch on me. Like, he, he looked like that guy. And the, I was too clever for my own good at the time. And I just waited and I sneaked in. I don't know how I even got into the plane because they were calling out names and they were, they were checking it, like to get into the plane. I'm like, ah, cool. I got in a plane. I did one daco, one daco with uh, with uh, with one, one passenger. And I was like one, but but you know we all sat in the same seat. I'm like, yo, bro, please, please don't snitch on me. I'm like, I I think they forgot my name, but obviously I'm here because I paid. But you know I wanna get. It's like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> this was not Amu, I assume. <laughs> it was not Amu. He was like, nah, I'm not sitting with you. Um, then you know the whole plane ride. It was sick. It was amazing. Got come back down. They're checking the list again. I'm like, why are you guys checking the list? Like, you checked it once. You think someone jumped off the plane when they yeah. checked it? <laughs> and, you know, like, they're checking. I'm like, oh. And then they're like, everyone, like, after you literally come out of the plane, you see, like, like they'll get you, know, they'll put you inside um, the airport, like, into the, uh, the entrance of the airport. And then they'll make the make us, make us sit down. And they're like, oh. And then you call your name up. And then you go. 
you, you like stand up and go. And then the, the toilets were literally right there, like at the front. Like, so a lot of people like wanted to, like they wanted to, to go to the toilet. Um, they're like, oh, well, what, what, what's your name? They're like, um, then, you know, the ticket, like, oh, cool, 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 rush, rush. And then I was like, oh, and then so I could see like, I'm not, they're not gonna, I knew they're not gonna call my name. So I was like, can I go to the toilet? They're like, yeah, don't worry, we're almost finished, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that, I'm like, that was like, no, 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 sit down. And they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Tawonga. Tawonga and McGuinty. Nah, it's not, like, are you sure about that? I'm like, yeah, when did you pay? It's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing them more that I didn't pay. And then they like, they try, they try to check everywhere. We can't get, you know, it was, it, it, it was a disaster. I, I, it, it was just. So you got caught in the end. I got caught, but after I had the, the After the plane trip, though, so. Yeah, you know, I was like, ah, you know, you caught me now, but it's been too late. <laughs> you know, so. It, it, it was it was a good experience for me. Like I enjoyed it, but then when I went home, they they informed like Mrs. Gamanya. They're like, "Yeah, your, your your people didn't pay. Like, how did you let him leave?" It's like, "Oh, it's not my responsibility. You guys didn't check, really. So yeah. it wasn't really responsibility." And then when I went, so we came back around four p.m. Bear in mind, first graders they leave school at twelve. Second oh grade half past twelve, and then grade three to seven they leave at one. I came back at four, oh and I used to get picked up. Like I used to live literally up, like like I was. I used to live like opposite the school that I used. To. So like I never like used to like walk long distances. Like literally less than a minute. As soon as I leave the school gate, I would get. Home. I would and um um I I I, I, I made like she'll come and pick me up, but she came and I wasn't there. Like oh, my Mrs. Gamani was like, Chavonga's not here. He went to the trip. And then she was like, but he didn't pay. Like, he said he paid. <laughs> so obviously, like, she went back because I wasn't going to come back anytime soon. And she didn't know what time we were actually going to come back. Yeah. So they, they just had to assume, like, I was just going to have to go on my own. And anyways, I, I used to live close to, to, to the house. So it was calm. And then went back. My mouth red. I had some raspberry. Um, and then, <laughs> then I went to Miss Gamanya. And she was like, Tawonga, you know, May was asking for you. Well, did you did you pay? Like I, I got a couple phone calls and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't pay. Ah, <laughs> so wow. got home. Mom was mom was home already. Dad was home already. I, I was so tired, like I couldn't even be asked. I just go home, went to bed straight. I was tired and hungry. Yeah. But the hunger was it just fed into the secondary. Tired. Yeah. Woke up and then you know I have dinner like. Everything is cool. I'm like, I got away with this. <laughs> and then they're like, yo, Tavonga. And then they explain the situation. And they're like, yo, now we have to pay in installments. Oscarna. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I couldn't go to work and, you know, try. And they're like, Oscarna. Oh, you ain't gonna go work. <laughs> You're like six Bye. years old. Yeah, it was an experience for me, but I got into serious trouble for that. Yeah, Amazing. they're like, I'm not gonna get you any presents. Or like we're not gonna buy you, like we're not gonna take you out or anything because you know we're trying to, now we have to save up, you know, yeah. to pay for it that you went to without. Yeah. Our but I got into trouble for that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow. At least I'm not I'm very surprised you weren't 
I know. You like, you know what? For that. That's like standard. You get beaten for at that. At that point, I had, I had survived a couple of beatings. So they were just like... That's <laughs> impressive. Wow. Good for you. You're so lucky. You're so lucky, honestly. Yeah. Amazing, Tabo. So I just have like a few more questions for you, which are like short answer questions. And okay. we'll see. Um, I'm curious to know the answers, the answers uh, to some of these questions. Um, how old were you when you had your first crush? Uh, I think I was like five, six. Five? No, I think six. Six. <laughs> yeah. My neighbor. Oh. Your like, neighbor. So we used to like we, we used to like rent the house, like um like literally like where I used to live then, like when the whole story. Uh -huh. uh, and at the landlord, there's this girl, her name was Sarah. She's in the UK now, but she's wow. You know, she's, she was beautiful then and she's beautiful now. Uh -huh. um, she was my crush, but then she was a bit bougie. She, we had three-year age difference. So when I think when I was like, Oh, she, damn. You were yeah. into the older girls. No, no. Sorry. So it's three years younger than me. Uh, 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 so she was two. No. I think, no. <laughs> Listen, she never used to leave the house like that, though. Like, so when she, when she, Wait. I think, uh, it's, it's a bit hazy. And then her friend, her best friend who used to live next door, she she Ooh. was two years younger than me. But she was she was smart. And so you, you know, had a crush on this two year two year slash three year old. <laughs> yeah. No, well the other one was four. The other one was four. The other one was four. And okay. Was, okay. Yeah. Ha! And I got into a lot of trouble with them too. Ha! Wow. You know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Ah, that's yeah. so funny. Let's see, I don't remember when my, my first crush was, but the first guy I remember who liked me, mm -hmm. I was in grade one, and, <laughs> and uh, he used to like try to be my friend and stuff. I think his name was Tatenda. I don't remember what his name was, but I remember there were two people in the class who had the same name as him, and he was one of them. And he always used to try and sit next to me in class. And then at break time, he always used to buy me stuff from the talk shop. So I was not complaining. <laughs> I was getting treats at break time. That was nice. <laughs> but yes, that was my first, um, that was my first crushy, crusher. Mm. I don't know, whatever the term is. And how old were you when you had your first girlfriend? Uh, well, apparently at this age, you know, we don't consider, you know, if, if it was a high school fling, you know, anything before high school, uh -huh. you know, anything during high school or, or, or before, we don't count it. So... Ah, uh, it has to count. I want to know what was before high school. Um, I had my first girlfriend when I was, when I was in form three. Really, like first, first one, or are you like not counting before high school people? Are you nah, cheating me? I'm not. <laughs> you know the person though. That's the thing. Starts like I do. What starts with the what? The B. A B. She wait, 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 wait! Did I know her as in Taiziana? You you met her. She was she was um my best friend's sister. I knew it. I knew that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
and do you know he's getting married? Did you Are you serious? Yeah, I saw like his Facebook post maybe like a month ago or something and he was, it was some ceremony thing, but it wasn't quite like the wedding itself. Bro. Yeah, he's getting married. How crazy is that? Yeah, I've been doing it. Ever since he went to Mozambique, like we proper fell out. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, let's see. I'm, I think my first, my first boyfriend you know about uh, was when I was 10. When I was in grade five. Weird. Yeah, this? yeah. Ah! That was my first boyfriend. Um, but of course, uh, you know, it was just a kid relationship. We just used to text a lot. And um, I was kind of very rough to him actually towards the end because the way I broke up with him is I felt guilty. And so I sent him an email. I sent this 11 year old boy an email to break up with him. Not even a text because he was in boarding school. And I was still in primary school. He had just started Form 1. He was in boarding school. So I emailed him to tell him that I wanted to break up. It was like such a pretty eloquent email, especially for a 10-year-old, explaining why I think it was time for us to break up because I felt bad because I was a good Christian girl and my mom didn't approve of me dating. So we needed to end it. So that was my, that was my first boyfriend, Leo. Such a sweet guy. Thank you. Except I was dating someone else a year later. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, of course, it was very unfortunate. But yes, what are you thinking? A year later. Yeah. Oh, maybe like a year and a half later. Okay, listen. So I started dating Vio like uh, towards the end of grade five, and then we Mm -hmm. broke up halfway through grade six. So we dated for a while, actually. So we dated for about six months. And that's been my longest relationship to date. Don't ask questions. And then... (laughs) All right. And then, uh, so halfway through grade six, and then I started dating another guy at the end of grade seven. So a year and a half later after that. But then that relationship lasted like two weeks because Chido found out. And she threatened to tell mama about it if I didn't break up with him. Okay. Yes. She blackmailed me, but whatever. Love it, sisters. Mm-hmm. But yes, thank you so much, Tabo. What's You're something? Welcome. What's something that you're looking forward to? Uh, either sometime, sometime in the next couple of days. Next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to do five thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. So your work is just for your for your masters. Yeah. How far are you now with those words? Um, well, so, so far I'm just doing like, um, like computer models. Okay. So I'm, I'm literally like just finished. Um, I'm supposed to do like around 20 to 30 models. Okay. And like it would take me an hour to, um, to do one model. So, uh-huh. and my attention span is very, very, uh-huh. very limited. <laughs> so I, it, <clears throat> but right now I'm like around 18. Okay. So I just need like two more. Two more models. Okay. Can yeah. you tell our lovely listeners what your masters is in so that they can admire my twinny? Oh yeah, um, I'm doing a masters in civil engineering. Um, and uh, my, my dissertation topic is about finite element analysis in enhancing construction quality in reinforced concrete. So 
yeah if 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 there's anyone who 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 was interested in like in civil engineering um because i'm doing a master's like i'm i'm pretty well off in terms of like bachelor like bachelor level questions like level six questions or even level seven questions yeah in, in, um civil engineering okay uh, so you know just do feel free you know to, to pop up and, um, and where can they where can they hit you up um, um you can find me on linkedin oh um, <laughs> i was not expecting that <laughs> you, yeah because i'm not trying to yeah um i mean yeah linkedin Chawonga roy mcguenzi Okay, uh, I will add a link to that in the episode description. Uh, or, or my Instagram, just Talonga Roy. So okay. So, okay. Yeah. So they can catch you on IG at Talonga Roy and on LinkedIn at Talonga Roy Maguenzi. Yeah, boy. Awesome. Well, Tamo, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I oh, really wait. appreciate you so much. And I always look forward to our Monday calls. So we call every Monday and watch this show called Chambers together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just chat a little yeah. and it's such a pleasure to have someone on the show that i not only love but i actually like, <laughs> I like and love spending like time you. with so i love you and i'm sure you know this already i tell you every time i call you yes but. i love you too and i like yeah. you too. yeah thank you uh, you couldn't help yourself <laughs> 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 oh yeah um for for our listeners I, I don't know if this is a coincidence but our middle names like roy and oh, joy yes that's true roy so, and joy and we're yeah <laughs> a little five days apart so dude uh, thank you so much uh, uh anytime, this is great and you're so wonderful for just doing this like immediately for me you're welcome. Anytime. Of course. Have a good night. Say good night to mama for me when she comes home. Tell her I said hi. I will. Please yeah. say hi to um what's his name? Did John. Johnny. Johnny. Chris. Chris. But yes, so. Yeah. All right, my love. Have a good night. You too. Take care. I love you. I will. All right. Bye bye. Bye. I had so much fun in that conversation. (laughs) A huge biggie biggie shout out to you, Tavo, aka Sekuru Magwe. I would obviously love to have you on the podcast again. And so to everyone watching or listening, you can definitely expect to see Tawonga back on the show again. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to what has by far been my longest episode to date and for tuning in for this episode of the show. If you have any thoughts or comments on what Tawonga and I discussed in this episode, please feel free to message either one or both of us and would love to get in touch. Tavonga's social media plugs are in the show notes and as usual, so are the ones for Candid Sharon. Go ahead and check out the Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. So that's at Candid Sharon. And also check out the YouTube channel, Candid Sharon with Queen Joy. And check out the blog slash website, CandidSharon.com. So that's C-A-N-D-I-D-S-H-A-R-N.com. Have a lovely weekend. 
have fun and get some rest. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, stay warm. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, stay cool. <laughs> Reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a while and you might make their day. All right, everyone. Happy weekend. Keep it candid. Keep on sharing. And I'll see you next week. I know you're really big on dad jokes yeah can you give me one <clears throat> what do you get from adding an angry cow and an angry sheep <laughs> you get two animals which are in a bad mood yay